0: Hey, welcome to Episode 71 of the Hockey Free For All Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Stiles, and it is amazing to think that we're not only already back with another episode, but the regular season for the 2023-2024 NHL season is already underway. But this episode is going to be a little different. There's unfortunately some sad news to start off with, and that is the passing of Assistant General Manager of the Calgary Flames, Chris Snow of ALS, which is just horrific. I personally did not know the man, but that disease is just something that, as a society, we should have been able to cure already. I can't even begin to imagine what his family, what his kids are going through. On the very least, it was a loss to the organization, but that's the minimal of importance. I just can't believe that his family's got to deal with this. It's just horrific to see that happen to anybody. And next, I need to touch on something that is just showing signs of getting extremely stupid. Austin Matthews has in no way overtaken Alexander Ovechkin as the best goal scorer or shooter in the National Hockey League. It's not even close. Alexander Ovechkin is 73 goals away from breaking Wayne Gretzky's NHL record of 892 goals in his career. Barring injuries, Ovechkin suddenly falling off the grid and never being seen or heard from again, the world unexpectedly ending, he will break Gretzky's goal scoring record sometime next year depending on his production statistics show he has pretty consistently 35 plus goal seasons so either it'll come in the middle of next year or near the end or hey if he lights it up and has just a lights out year maybe in the beginning of next year highly unlikely he's going to score 73 goals this year but that being said if anybody could do it certainly alexander ovechkin is the guy that can but there are people that say austin matthews has taken that over No, he hasn't. He's had one single 60-goal season in his career. It's extremely unlikely that Austin Matthews will ever even get close to the amount of goals that Wayne Gretzky scored in his career, let alone match whatever the new record is that Alexander Ovechkin sets next season. The perfect comparison here, and although we're talking hockey, this is an NFL comparison, are the tons of NFL players and NHL fans who have made no qualms in the fact that they despise Tom Brady's a quarterback. But you know what? When the NFL players were asked to vote on who they would have on their team as a starting quarterback in quote unquote the big game, all money situations, whenever it mattered the most, you got it. They all voted for Tom Brady hate the guy, love the guy, fall somewhere in between. When the money's on the line and the game really matters, there is nobody else that you would want as your quarterback. That is the perfect scenario that applies here in the NHL scenario of has Austin Matthews suddenly taken over as the game's best goal scorer. Not even close. If the game was on the line, whether it be a Stanley Cup champion, whether it be a sudden death overtime, whatever the reason for that you want and need to win, you want Ovechkin taking the shot. Shot, not Austin Matthews. And I got nothing personally against the guy. I got nothing against Austin Matthews in any way, shape, or form. But as much as I'd take Alexander Ovechkin over Austin Matthews, and that Austin Matthews has not equaled and become the new goal-scoring machine, he's not even in my top five. I mean, if somebody said to me, who are the top five goal scorers of the NHL? The best. Alexander Ovechkin, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Cole Caulfield, and Miko Rantanen. All are above and beyond Austin Matthews. And again, it's not that Austin Matthews is a bad player. He's not. He's a superstar in the league. But these comments or seeing things or reading things like, oh, he's taken over, he's the best the NHL now has, are only matched by the ridiculous anointing that people do for quote-unquote the next great one, the next generational talent. Stop! Let players evolve. Let their skills do the talking. And if they become that next great one, that next generational player, fantastic. Outstanding. That is great for the game. That is great for people that need role models beyond their own parents or family members. Fine, but this general anointing of, oh, this person's gonna be the can't miss blue chip, next dynasty driven player, nobody knows that. It's unfortunate hype that a lot of people buy into showing a rather pathetic, sheep herding, leadable trait. That's the sad part about it. Now, on to my third and final topic for this episode, and it's really kind of a bizarre topic that one would hope would never find its way into a sports podcast, talk show, event, the game itself, or anything else. But I am extremely happy to see that the NHL is not allowing social issues of any kind to permeate and destroy its league or sport. It seems surprising. That might be surprising to a lot of people, not only in the general populace, but directors, creators, producers in Hollywood, the media, broadcast, networking, television, many corporations, and to other sports leads like the NFL. But people are turning completely away for these reasons. Nobody wants to see this crap in pro sports. It doesn't have a place. Sports, movies, TV shows of interest to someone were supposed to be a way to escape social issues, politics, political correctness of all kinds, special interest whining of any kind, and countless other garbage that people didn't want to listen to. It was a way to decompress, let go, kick back, allow one's mind to drift away reduce the stresses of life Just take a breather regarding all this crap. And now, this crap dominates sports, one's favorite TV programs, to the point of watching athletes think that the sport that they play is somehow turned into their national stage or spotlight for their cause, which it's not. Or in the case of any TV shows, this crap is embedded in the way that actors and actresses are selected for roles, their acting style, the implied message, the concept the shows are based on, the deliberate talk target audiences intentionally making particular characters or genders look bad or constantly being beaten down with a yes dear you're right you're always right i'm just an idiot i don't know Anything. Happy wife, happy life. Well, here's a reality check. Happy husband, happy life is of exact equal importance. No one is any more or anyone is any less of importance than anyone else. And if sports, television, and society doesn't clearly understand that very soon, there is going to be a far greater shift away from sports, TV, societal interaction at an exponential rate. They will not only change who and what anyone interacts with or cares about, but also create a very unfriendly, standoffish, untrusted and disconnected environment. Anybody that thinks these issues belong in sports or television really needs to reevaluate things. Those are supposed to be things that people are allowed to get away, immerse themselves in, and take a breather from this daily kind of garbage. It wasn't the way I originally wanted to start the 2023-2024 NHL season, but it just seems like these headlines are dominating so much, and there's apparently even the remotest of belief out there that somehow this is appropriate, and it's not. So I mentioned earlier that this was my last of my third topics to discuss in this episode, but I just can't bring myself to end an episode on this kind of a dark note. So with that said, let's end on something much more positive. The Montreal Canadiens continue to elevate prospects at a fantastic rate that are ready for the game that don't look out of place and continue to shed contracts veteran players that aren't performing and i say that with joel armia in mind it was absolutely great to see a management team and in this case kent hughes and jeff gordon demote a player that has been basically absolutely useless for the last two years consistently at a minimal it was just great great to see a roster spot not taken up by dead weight, a player that hadn't produced. Irregardless of how long he's been in the NHL, he hasn't produced. He's not pulling his own weight. He's not doing his job. There is a prospect that needs that roster position. And to that point, also it's been great to see yet more rookies this year. Raphael Harvey-Pernard is going to get even a more consistent opportunity to play minutes. Jesse Ulanen is going to have an opportunity to play at the NHL level. For all those that criticized the Alex Newhook acquisition at the draft, he has looked absolutely fantastic. Montreal now has a top six with... Nick Suzuki at center, Cole Caulfield on the left wing, Josh Anderson on the right wing, Alex Newhook on the right wing, Kirby Dock at center, and yerive Slavkoski on the left wing has a just lights out top six. And for all those people that also wanted to continue to critique and say, oh my god, Montreal blew another pick and not only just another first round pick, but the first overall number one pick in Yurav Slavkoski, guess you got to start eating those words. He's been looking a lot better this year. Again, I was saying all along the kid's only played 39 games at the NHL level. He only played 7 games at the international level before that. Yeah, he's a physical specimen. He's got a lot of tools. He's also raw. Raw talent takes time to develop and Montreal has become a master at a very important skill that the organization has lacked throughout administrations since Sam Pollock and that's the development of talent. It has been fantastic to see that. Once again, Arbor Jackye, who I continue to say and will continue to say is without question the MVP of the Montreal Canadiens team, and that includes the Cole Caulfields, the Nick Suzuki's, the Caden goolies Arbor Jacki is more important than any other player on that roster and brings a more unique skill set than any other player on that roster. He's everything from the policeman for the team if necessary to a great skater, great first Pass has excellent mobility, has a cannon of a shot from the powerpoint, can score on the point, can deke in close to the goaltender. He's an amazing player and how the OHL didn't draft him and how no other team in the NHL gave him even a look is just an amazing mistake of missing talent. That kid has innate abilities that cannot be taught. And it's been great to see him hit the ground running again this year and already be a major part of the very first game of the season. And then when you look at the third line that Montreal's put together with Brendan Gallagher, Sean Monahan, and Tanner Pearson on a line, that's just got to be internally known as like the hospital line or the recovery line. I mean, all three of those players have had significant injuries that have been detrimental to their careers and stuff, and it only seems appropriate that they're playing on a line altogether. I said last year, and I say again this year, one of the most interesting parts of this season will be who gets traded and who stays. Montreal has still, even with all the changes that they've made, got a plethora of players to move. Because there's so much more talent that's continuing to come through the pipeline, you still haven't even seen the Lane Hudsons, the Owen backs, the David Reinbachers, the Logan Milus. It just keeps going. And especially regarding the defensive prospects, it's going to be really interesting to see how that develops defensively for the organization. Because you got to think that Caden Gooley, Arbor Jackye, Jordan Harris, they're here to stay. The season that Mike Matheson had, you'd think he's here to stay. Everybody else is up for grabs. Unfortunately, I think Jonathan Kovacevic is a good player that they might just have to trade or let go because of David Reinbacher, Logan Mylou. And you got to find a place for Lane Hudson. So in all honesty, the David Savards, the Justin Barons, the Jonathan Kovacevics, the Chris Weidmans aren't probably very long for the roster. And some people would agree with that. Other people would go, oh my god, how can you include, and I'll just say Justin Baron as an example, because there's better prospects at a time not too long ago Justin Barron would have been considered a excellent and even called a can't miss prospect but there's tons of players that are ahead of him including people that we haven't even mentioned yet like Bogdan Kashikov is just becoming a story in himself in the Russian league and of course as previously mentioned has already been named captain at 20 years old which is very very rare for the Russian Hockey League. On that note, not exactly the way I was thinking of starting the 2023-2024 NHL season, but the topics today were topics that have just had to be talked about and needed to be addressed. And on that note, I'm your host Steven Stiles. Thanks for tuning into episode 71. We will be back with episode 72 and we will be much more game focused hopefully as those issues will begin to fester out. Thanks again for tuning in.